We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Ave Maristella Afternoon or evening. Well, wherever, whenever you are, good evening. This is Steve with Suspidelium coming at you with Joey Olivo. Uh, Olivo. Olivo. Did I say it right? Olivo, Olivo. Um, I've heard it a million different ways. Yeah, someone, when someone asked, How do you like your name? Steve, Steven. I said, My dad called me 16,000 different names. I uh, pick one. Uh, <laughs> but we're coming up for a little idea that we've been talking about for a while now since the uh, ice storm in Texas is prepping. And just a little prepping 101, uh, why we even think about doing it, is it bad, is it good, things of that nature. So, Joey, thank you for wanting to do this. Welcome. Uh, good, good evening to you. <laughs> uh, good evening to you, too. So, what is prepping? Why should we care about... Now, we're not talking about doomsday preppers, I'm sure, but uh, why should we even care about prepping at all? Well, prepping is, uh, is an important to me... Um as a man is just looking at it from the faith standpoint is to always be prepared to um, look after my family. And that's in any and all situations. Um, so when, when it comes down to the, my, to, to looking at, at prepping, it's just, what can I do that in the event of an emergency, because emergencies inevitably are going to, are going to come. It can be something as minor as going to the emergency room or something as major as a catastrophic event, um, given like the last ice storms we had here a few months ago. And am I going to be able to feed my family? Am I going to make sure that they're sheltered? Are they warm? Are they able to stay cool? And, uh, and, and, and that's the, the mindset I think for, for prepping that we have to look at. Cause uh, when you look, look back, there was a lot of shows on preppers, you know, and, and they kind of made it look just way far out there, you know, um, Mad Max, you know, yep. kind of a deal. These guys have 38,000 guns, assault rifles. They're in a, they're in a bunker. <laughs> exactly. They got the big, uh, you know, vehicles with multiple machine guns on it. No, nothing like that. <laughs> Even though I would like a turret on top of my car. That'd be nice. <laughs> hey, I have a track van, you know, I could put a nice little turret on that thing. And, you know, if I, if I, I wouldn't mind doing it, but. <laughs> hey, we talk about that in Denver all the time. Just driving by some hippie and go, oh yeah. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> paintball style folks. Yeah. Paintball. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> Yes, sir. But that's to me that that's the that's the mindset I had, you know. And we and I'm in North Texas, and you know we we had you know we bore the brunt of that uh, of the electrical grid shutdown. You know, we had in my in my area we were you know three four hours on, and then we'd have like 30, 45 minutes on, and then it just continued like that. And we sat there and watched our thermostat plunge. You know, went from a nice comfortable you know, uh, you know upper 60s, low 70s to you know, down into the, into the fifties in our, in our house, uh -huh. you know, and, uh, you know, just be, just knowing that we were good was, was awesome. You know, I was like, Hey, we're okay. You know, it, it might get dark. It might, we have to deal with that electricity, but we're okay. We're, we're going to make it through this because I have X amount of supplies on hand to make sure that we are okay. 
you know, to provide, to provide heat, to provide food, to be able to boil water if we needed to. And, and that's something that every man should um, take very seriously, you know, especially in, in these times. We, you know, we were watching the news cycle go on right now, and we, we see the things that are happening, a lot of stable, a lot of unrest, world unrest right now, and uh, wars and rumors of wars, you know, and uh, these are things we have to be prepared for. You know, the pipeline shut down right now. You know, we're lightly impacted here in North Texas right now, but in other parts of the country, I know in your part of the country, it's uh, pretty crazy right now. Yeah, it's uh, the last stat I saw yesterday was 71% of gas stations were shut down in the city. That was Charlotte. 8% in the state. I was wondering how that worked. But, uh, yeah, I go down, there, there's two gas stations. I just got back from uh, doing a run, not for gas, uh, but two gas stations in the entire town of Gastonia were open. So the panic wow. is there. And then all of a sudden that will also impact food. So no one th- not too many people think about having – food on hand the last two or three weeks absolutely and, and for me it's it's more of a six to eight week kind of a deal that that's kind of my standard for my family is six to eight weeks and uh you know again just 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 in case and you know to know that my food is is good for you know 25 years you know um it's it, it really gives us a peace of mind and comfort knowing that, you know, hey, if something happens, you know, we're, we're going to be okay. And this, and, and when it comes down to it, when you look at, you know, at the, at the prepping mindset is there's so many different ways to look at it because there's so many different um, things that could happen. You know, um, I mean, even as early as uh, 2010, the government actually did a study on the effects of an electromagnetic pulse. It's something no, nobody ever took seriously. You know, and everybody was laughing at the North Koreans and their, you know, their splash missiles into the ocean every few months. But what, you have to look at what really are they trying to do? Well, if they could manage to float a nuclear warhead over the United States and detonate it in space, I'm not talking about hitting a city, just detonating it in space, you would see that the study on that is they, they actually labeled it a civilization killer. Yeah. Because that pulse would fry every circuit which everything in america runs off of the circuit our trucks the, the, the semis that bring them to the to the market the refrigeration systems that are in those markets everything works off of wires and circuits and you know within you know three days you know you'd be talking about you know water purification issues at three days you know at you know um you know a person can live for up to two months without food but two weeks into that you're not going to be able to make good good rational decisions um just due to being delirious and from lack of food you know so even our government has um from you know again over 10 11 years now have looked into the real possibility of something like this happen and, and we all see the 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 we we thought that our grid was here in Texas, that's something I'd, I'd actually kind of always have a little bit of problem. Hey, we have our own grid. We're going to be good. And we got humbled here pretty quick, you know. And, uh, you know, but again, you know, luckily we were prepared. Yeah, the EMP is something. Uh, if people know me, I've talked about that for a while just because I remember seeing this show. Of 60, I think it was 60 Minutes. They showed this is a decade ago. They have six planes that are EMP proof and one is always at, off the ground. One's always flying. I'm going, mm-hmm. man, if these guys take that seriously, we should at least be thinking of that. I mean, I got EMP-proof stuff for walkie-talkies. I could put my laptop in it because it was actually a, a, a live game scenario. They talked about that a couple months ago. I don't know if it happened or not, but just in case, I didn't want to buy a new laptop. But there was a book, uh, How to Survive the End of the World as You Know It. Do you have that one? I do not have that one. A little green book, but it talks about just in case you wake up, it's a little too quiet. 
and all of a sudden you hear gunshots down the street. What do you do? And talks about having stuff for fire, uh, flashlights, toilet paper, which I didn't think the uh, Rona was going to do the toilet paper thing. I was kind of shocked on that one going, wow, what's the deal with that? Everybody doesn't think about that in prepping wise, but now that's the number one goal. That's the number one goal. I'm not surprised they're not running on toilet paper right now due to the gas shortage. Gas is the <laughs> new TP now. Gas is the new TP. I saw Absolutely. somebody, they literally put gas in a uh, uh, trash uh, trash bag. They double bagged it. I'm, going, I'm, I'm seeing actually more more videos like that. And today I was like, I was browsing around on Twitter and I seen people that took that idea and they, they were using like heavy duty trash bags to kind of, I guess, improve on that lady's idea. Yeah, so it's just like, wow, what are we doing? <laughs> so what are some basic stuff to have on you? I mean, you get in your car, you always have a spare tire. That's technically yep. that's automatic prep that your company, car company put in. I got stuff for in case the car breaks down that makes the it glows. It makes your scene. Uh, yep. What are some stuff that you should have on hand in the car, on your person, in the house? So uh, first, first and foremost for me is um, depending on the situation. Again, if there's a food shortages, which to me seems like the most likely thing that we are to encounter here soon is the food shortages, lack of fuel, trucks can't get uh, the food to, to the market. And if they break down, their refrigeration is not going to work. So the food's going to go bad in, in a matter of days. Well, you know, once the, uh, once the truck turns off. So the biggest thing for me is, um, you know, um, you could go to places like, you know, Costco and they sell actual, you know, um, food. They, they sell, you know, freeze dried food, 25 year shelf life. And you can start, very simply by getting one of those and they run 45, 50 bucks. And, and the goal is, is, you know, again, when you look at these, there's some you know, small little details like, you know, Hey, it's enough for four weeks. Well, keep in mind that's for four weeks for one person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a family of like me, I have seven in my family, you know, that's, you know, I'd have to buy multiple of those in order to, to keep us sustained, you know, but um, just starting out really simple water, you know, I have a water delivery service that I had for a while, and, and the guy would always leave me extra bottles, and I would take those extra bottles, and I'd stash them away. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have plenty of water. We had the, the, the shutdown, you know, with the uh, with the electricity during the ice storm. You know, we had plenty of water, you know, when it comes – the other thing was fuel. Hey, if you don't have electricity, you can't turn on your stove to boil water. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to do that? You know, having extra propane tanks that you can store, you know, outside in a secure place away from your home. Um, you know, that's a that that's an important um, thing to look at is how, how do you stay warm? How do you boil or cook your food? Um, you know, and then when it comes down to actual grocery items, I'm actually uh, I have a list of I had to have hit. You know, I had to go and dig out, and we did the show. I'm like, hey, you know what? I need to go dig this list out because I've kind of had it stashed away for a while. But, you know, uh, going down the list, um, there's a few things on here. So you have, like, your soft grains, barley and rye. You know, those those have an eight-year shelf life. Again, and these are all going to be contingent, the ones that I'm listing here, on, you know, when you storm properly, storm in a cool, dry place, you know, and uh, have oxygen absor- absorbers in them, which are well, they're easy to get a hold of. Um, your hard grains, you know, you're looking at 10 to 12 years on those, you know, uh, oatmeal, you know, that can be up to 30 years. Um, white rice, 20 years, uh, dry pasta, 30 years, um, canned spaghetti, canned meats, those can go from two years, um, you know, and what we, what we do at our house is we, you know, for our extra stuff that we have, is we'll we'll buy we have our like our canned meats to say for example you know spam and stuff like that we'll take them and we'll make meals but when we take them we replace them 
you know, and that way we always have a nice stock of those, but we're always constantly using them, so they're always fresh, mm-hmm. you know, and there's always like a reset that's being done on those every time we, we, we consume those, <clears throat> you know, uh, potatoes, um, you know, turkeys, you know, th- those all have, you know, one to two year life, um, you know, shelf life on those, and you're going to want to have those handy, and it's, I mean, you can really just turn, you know, a spare closet into a, into an extra pantry, you know, and uh, you know now to me is not the time to be worried. Like I'm gonna have guests come over, and I have my 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 hall closet for coats. But I don't use my hall my, my hall closet for coats anymore. It's used for for extra supplies. Yeah, you could get like a coat hanger for something like that. So. Exactly, like you know, just to, just throw the coat on the couch, you know. <laughs> what about things like you mentioned water? Uh, how do you are there systems? I know it's a softball to be able to purify your own water with electricity without electricity. Absolutely. So, I mean, one of the sites that we have is, um, is my Patriot supply. That's, that's who I personally use. You know, it's, you know, I, I've used, I've actually tested their food. I like their food. Um, they have a water filtration um, device, a burpee device, and you can pour water in at the top. And by the time it gets to the bottom, it's removed like 99.9% of all bacteria, viruses, and things like that. So that you can uh, safely drink that water. Um, if you're kind of on, if you're on the move, um, you can take. Uh, you know, they sell even at like you know your big box stores. They sell survival water straws uh-huh. that you can literally put into any puddle on the ground and drink from it, and that water will be safe for you to drink. Um, those those are the most practical ways of, of doing that. I've actually seen videos of that, and yeah, we got a Berkey here. So everyone in Denver that I knew had a Berkey. It was pushing us to get one. I'm going, okay. And then it took a while for us to get one over here because it all hit when the crisis last year started going down and they were all on back order. So mm-hmm. say other things like, all right, you're out of electricity. Is there stuff like waterproof matches or is uh, wood a good idea? How do you stock mm-hmm. them? What do you do? I mean, there's a difference between on having a rental ha- apartment versus – house so even where you live needs to be part of consideration right oh absolutely you know you can turn um you can even turn your, your bed underneath your bed area into a storage place for for your supplies and, and yeah definitely I mean, there's waterproof matches um for me you know i've, I've familiarized my my son my oldest son um with how to use uh, magnesium fire starters um it burns extremely hot and you can you can light it in any condition and you know i got you can pick those up for just a few dollars you know at academy or whatever big box you know sports store or outdoor store that's around you um there's all kinds of different uh, uh you know kinetic devices you can do to start fires now you know having uh you know cotton swabs cotton balls you know something that's gonna that's gonna um that's gonna you know spark easily um those, those are common household items that you can use to start a fire to to, to stay warm or to cook food what about other things? I mean, you got the lights, you got batteries, you need batteries. Is there like a website checklist that people can get? I mean, you had a list, you just mentioned it. Is there something like you need this for everyday survival thing? I mean, there's going to be something something you forget. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's always something you're going to forget. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of just real basic websites. I mean, any of these uh, survival uh uh, food, you know, these uh, prepper kind of uh, stores where they sell food and supplies. Um, there's a lot of them that actually have a list of the things that you should have. 
um, you know, and a lot of things that get overlooked is, you know, like having a medical kit, you know, a comprehensive one. You have your basic one for, you know, cuts and scratches, but, you know, do you have something to, to do stitches? You know, if you need to do stitches, do you have a splint in case of a broken bone? Do you have, you know, something to, to you know, quick clot in case there's a bullet wound, you know? Um, you know, you can, you, can get, you can get, you know, accidental discharge in your hunting or something. Are you going to be able to, to, to handle that situation and to handle it calmly? Um, and, and those are little things that you kind of tend to overlook and, you know, and, and, and the best thing to do is to really, for me, is to not overthink it because like for, for me and my family, um, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, friends to where like, if we felt like we needed to get out of the city, we have, you know, we have our big band, you know, it's a 12 person band has removable, like some of the rows are removable. And we, we know that there's only so much that we're going to be able to take with us, you know, so the basics of food, supplies, hunting gear, fishing gear, you know, those extreme essentials are the things that you're going to want, you know, something to be able to make a fire, you know, a little bit of wood to kind of get you going. You know, th- those are really the most important things. And you can find those, like I said, you know, on any of those websites, you know, they, they often include them. Um, and then uh, you can just print out that checklist. And what I do is I keep, you know, a tally, you know, how much of this I have a two week supply of this. I have X amount of this, you know, and uh, that's that's how we stay organized. And, uh, you know, it, it's not something that you have to like, you know, live and eat and breathe by. But, you know, just to get a nice collection going. And, and it's just as simple as just allocating you know, like, hey, you know, instead of this month, instead of going out and eating at this restaurant that we always go at, we're going to allocate that money towards, you know, buying, you know, uh, you know, something that we, we really do need in the event of emergency. Yeah, I'm one of those weird guys. There's a book called Survivors Club. It said uh, 10% of the people uh, are one of those that look for exit exit holes or exit areas, scout out the position, size up everyone that's in the room. 10%, the other bottom 10% just do not care. And then the middle 80% are basically those that just will follow anybody that takes a lead. I walk into a I walk into a restaurant, I'm already immediately looking out for where's the exit points, who's in where. I, I actually can look in my glass and see reflections of people. People think I'm weird as anything on this or look off the mirror windows. My wife said, what are you doing? I said, I saw that guy walking in. I just wanted to take a peek. You're looking at the window. Yes. Uh, for people that aren't don't have that mindset, this might be so far-fetched or overwhelming. I mean, there's a family friend my my wife just went to. They have nothing uh, ready. If something happened tomorrow, they'd be hosed by the end of the week, and it's Wednesday, so they'd be done by the end of the week. If somebody's looking at this going, I got nothing going on right now, I have nothing prepared, what would be step one? For me, is food. Uh-huh. Food and water. Bottles of water, buy an extra case of water. Put that one in your garage. Buy an extra um, a pack of pasta. You know, um, you know, you know, go to a, a restaurant supply store where you can get a really good price for a whole lot and, and just buy one extra and put it aside and you'll be amazed how quickly you begin to have a little bit of a stockpile of stuff and and really in a month or two months you'll have enough food to last you a few weeks you know is, is it going to be you know the most uh the, the best meals ever no i mean we're not going to be sitting back you know and making you know you know uh, huevos ranchettos or anything like that you know but you're going to be able to eat a good meal with pastas you know to keep you going you know if you're having to walk or exercise or you have, you know, um, you know, you have to work with your hands for a living. You're gonna be able to sustain yourself, and that's the biggest thing is just being able, you know, especially for moms. You know, it's, you know for us traditional Catholics, we always have a little baby in the house. You know, mom's gonna be able to produce milk. You know, and you're only gonna be able to do that by having good quality, you know, high fat, high fat content foods. 
And uh, just by going out and just buying a little bit extra and putting it aside, buy an extra freezer, you know, have an extra deep freezer. That way, as long as you have electricity or, if, you know, if you, have, if you can afford to get, you know, a generator. But if, you, if as long as you have electricity, at least you have that freezer full of food. And if the electricity goes out, you can pull it out, cook it, you know, and process it, can it um, before it goes bad. You know, it's just, just little simple things like that that will help you uh, um, kind of get established. What do you say to those people that say, ah, oh, Joey, Steve, y'all don't trust in God's providence. So you're, you're, why are you hoarding things like this? Why don't you just relax? Nothing's going to be had. Why the fear? Is this is this fear? It's not fear. It's just dealing with the reality that bad things happen. You know, uh, you know, like to say, you know, God has a permissive will and he doesn't will evil. You know, he doesn't, he's not going to allow, you know, he doesn't just actually will evil, but bad things do happen. And that's why he's put, you know, for us men, you know, we're in charge of our house. We are the ones that are in charge. You know, our families have been placed into our care and you're working to have to answer for that. You know, we don't want to get to heaven. Something bad happens to all of us. And be like, well, I sat around and waited for your providence. Why didn't you, why didn't you send anything? I'm like, well, you had a, a grocery store right up the street where you could go buy food. You know, you, you could have learned how to hunt, you know, how to learn how to fish, you know, and you didn't do that. You know, so there's a proper, there's a proper order to it. Like I said, I'm not going to stop pile you know a whole entire bedroom you know full of supplies but i, I want to have at least a good six to eight weeks of food water and supplies you know to, to be able to see my family through and, and again when you really look at it it's not like you know we're not sitting here you know during a um extremely you know i guess you say like a like a prosper time with like we're in the you know we're in an age of great peace okay you're in an age of great peace and you're doing this okay i mean you have like tons of stuff okay that kind of maybe doesn't make as much sense but you know, we're in these times where you're seeing riots in the streets. You're seeing businesses getting burned down. You're seeing highways being blocked. Um, you're seeing, you know, rockets being fired. You know, pipelines are, you know, getting hacked, you know, and things are getting shut down. You know, that's those are little warning flags to say, hey, you know, uh, you know, something something's coming, something's up, and it's your responsibility as a man to make sure your family's taken care of. Would you, I mean, I would go ahead and say you're borderline neglecting your family if you're just not even. Oh, not, absolutely. Yeah, it, maybe you, you're completely ignorant and, and not saying anybody's, you know, ignorant, but just ignorant to the idea of doing this. Uh, no one's calling anybody a bad person or a bad man for not doing it. But now you got the information, you need to act on it. Absolutely. Um, and we're not talking about, like he said, not saying take your whole pay, uh, paycheck and just go buy a thousand pounds of green beans in a can tomorrow. But I was like Costco. I remember about five months ago and I'm, I got my cart full because like you were doing recycling everything that you were. All right. What do we low on? What we got to stock back up on, et cetera. And I'm looking around going, the people in here are buying toys, pillows. They're not even thinking about what's coming down the pipe. Nope. No, absolutely not. And, 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 and you know, it, it is. It is a form of, of neglect. If you sit there and all of a sudden you're caught flat-footed and, you know, your wife and they're looking at you going, you know, hey, <laughs> that's the first person who's going to get looked at in the situation. Like, hey, you know, honey, what, 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 you know, why, don't, why don't we have any food, you know? Um, that we're, we're the ones that are going to have to bear the brunt of that responsibility, you know? And I don't want to sit there and have my, my, have my kids looking at me and saying, you know, Daddy, why can't we, why don't we have enough food for tonight, you know? I don't ever want to have that 
that situation, you know, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I served in the military. I know what it's like to, to eat, you know, to, to have to go without meals and stuff that, you know, for, for periods of time, you know, cause you know, the mission's more important or whatever, you know, but you know, I, I don't want my kids to have to go through that. And, you know, I'm just glad to say, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, um, we're, we're, we're ready to go. You know, we're, we're, we're ready. You know, I said loaded for bear. <laughs> Speak on that just a little bit, that mindset of uh, military background into a civvy land with the prepping idea how 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 does that translate from one to the other and how can you help a, a civvy figure out what they need to do or get that mindset to hey we i go outside i need to make sure i have maybe a uh, a pocket knife i need to a rope in the car uh something to start a fire uh etc you know, um, I think the best thing is, um, you know, here in Dallas, I know there's there's actually um, a group that goes around and they'll actually train um, an entire um, homeowners association division and they'll teach them like, hey, you know, this is in the event of an emergency. This is what you need. Um, this is what you should have. And as a community, this is how you protect yourself. And one of the properties that I know that did this is a Preston Hollow. That's where, you know, George Bush and all those guys live at. And uh, but they have a HOA deal where if something bad happens, there's unrest. They actually have a plan to have patrols, to have men doing things, you know, to being proactive in the neighborhood and, and to make sure that the neighborhood is safe, you know. And, uh, you know, but just having, you know, being being around for me, just being around uh, for me. But when I was young, I always looked up to my uncle. He's a Vietnam veteran. And, uh, and you know, looking how he was always ready for anything. You know, that that kind of just imprinted on me. And, you know, I want to join military from a young age and and just having that that mindset of, you know, being aware of your surroundings, knowing what's going on and uh, and seeing the potential dangers all around you. You know, so for, for me, it's just, you know, fi finding a, a, a you know, if you want to get into that mindset or want to know more about it, you know, f find a veteran, you know, find a find a guy who's who's been in combat or has been, has served overseas. Or, you know, even the guys that, you know, that push paper, those, you know, the Marine Corps, they said, you know, the guys that push the paper, you know, they, they can they can they can hurt you with a pen. You know, it's on their on their desk. You know, we're, they're all trained to act. And uh, and being around those guys, those guys have the mindset to 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 not sit around and wait for something to happen they're going to be proactive in it and i think uh, being around those kind of guys are are that's really the way to go if you want to get in that mindset so you never went out on a mission going nah, i'm not going to bring the water or any mres or nah, i think i'll leave my knife at the house today or at the barracks uh, you didn't do any of that no, absolutely, absolutely never. You know, and uh, you know, I, I spent some time at uh, at uh, Bagram Air Base, Afghanistan. This was back when uh, when it was still a tent city at the time, and you know, we had to live all. There. I mean, there was two chow halls, but the uh, the aircraft I worked on, um, our missions were just around the clock, and uh, so we had to survive off of MREs. You know, <laughs> and you know, and uh, if you wanted to get the good ones, you had to get them right when they came in. So you know, it was uh, you know, but that you know just being prepared you know we you know we ran into so many different issues while we were there and every issue that we, we ran into we were able to solve and because why because we prepared ahead of, we, we prepared for it ahead of time and and so when it happened it was just instant reaction problem taken care of i've read a lot also on this it's just like you said prepared practice you go into a sporting event you play basketball baseball you practice situations so that when it happens it becomes second nature do you do that i mean 
again, softball, four situations, not saying, hey, it's EMP day. All right, let's just cut the lights off and see what goes. But is there situations that you as a family may run through as a drill just to get, hey, you know, if this happens, let's all work in unison, know what you got to do. Absolutely. You know, that um, tornado drills is, uh, you know, again, we live here in North Texas, so severe weather is like the most common thing that we deal with here. And uh, everybody has a role. You know, uh, we, you know, hey, you know, tornadoes come in, what do we do? And, you know, my, my 15-year-old son, the football player, he's grabbing them, he grabs the mattress and, you know, hauls it across the house, you know, and then my, my wife and my oldest daughter, they grab the little ones and they herd them into our, in our, our safe shelter area in the middle of our house. And we see how fast we can do that. You know, uh, we've run uh, drills on, hey, we need to get in the city right now. How quickly can you, how, how quickly, you know, what, what do we need to grab? What is it that we need? You know, do we know where those things are located at? How quickly can we get it loaded up and, and, and get on the road? Um, those are all things that, you know, for some people, again, if you're a civilian and you don't have that mindset, that mindset sounds silly to you. But again, in, in the events of, a, you know, say civil unrest and in, in one of the more, you know, extreme, you know, it doesn't, look too, too, it doesn't sound too extreme nowadays, but how quickly could you get out of a city? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, are you going to be sitting around wondering, looking around like, oh, should I take this or should I take that? No, it's I know what I need. Get it in the vehicle and let's get out of here. Those, those are things that, you know, now in these times you need to spend time doing these things and uh, and being prepared to get up and go and get it done efficiently. What's in your bug out bag? What should, well, what should somebody have in a bug out bag? Say and describe what that is for somebody that, again, never heard that term before. So for me, um, it's going to be my basic medical kit. At a minimum, I have my basic medical kit. I have a more comprehensive kit that's in that's in my vehicle, and uh, we have a little side panel that we can pull out. We have a more comprehensive kit in there. Um, we have you know your flashlight. We have fire starters. We have uh, um, a fuel device where we can actually use it to fuel and start a fire. Um, of course, we have you know personal protection um, equipment. You know as far as you know, pew pew bang bang. Um, we have uh, you know a, a basic food kit. So we can get out, you know, those, those, again, those basic food kits, they're really small because they're, they're vacuum sealed. So you can put a lot into, into, a, into a medium sized bag and you can get out of town for a few days and have plenty of supplies, um, survival drinking, water straws. Um, and, uh, that, that pretty much wraps up mine. Um, that, that's, that's what we have in ours. So what is the term, what bug out bag for someone that hasn't heard that before? What is it and why is it important? A bug out bag is something that you can quickly grab and get out the door. Um, it's something that's going to have what you need, the, the bare essentials for what you need to get yourself out of a bad situation. Um, and th- that's the most that's the most simple terms you can put a bug out bag into. So what? A few more, just like I said, we're just I don't want to go. There's so easy to go down a few rabbit holes and really make this fun, but we'll do it later. But what is some of the worst? things to do in this situation starting out as a prepper and not even saying we're prepping just being prepared starting out as getting everything ready what's the worst thing people can do in these situations um i mean just rushing into it and buying too much and, and allocating too much of your money into buying too much at one time because that's going to number one's going to put you into a financial bind and that's something you really don't want to do the other thing you want to do is is don't don't go like oh my goodness I need to do this right now you know I'm watching this video and I need to go online and, and just buy something don't do that you need to 
do your research. You know, a lot of these places offer samples. You know, you can take samples. You know, again, if I'm going to eat, you know, that kind of food, I want it to at least taste as good as it can taste, you know. And you know, it, it also depends on your budget. But, you know, you don't want to rush into it and spend, you know, hundreds, if not thousands more dollars than what you would spend on being able to buy something else that's more affordable, just as efficient. Um, you know, you don't want to run, you don't want to just rush into it. You really need to take the time. And that's why it's important now is to take the time to shop around, look for discounts, look for ways that you can save money on these sorts of things. You know, it is important to do, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you need to have a, a full kit next week, but again, if you can do it over the next few months, um, just allocate a little bit of money and shop around. You know, there's, 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 you know, off-brand things that work just as good as some of the name brand stuff, you know, and uh, and for me, that's the, the, the biggest error you can make is to rush into this without doing research on it, you know, just buying random canned items and you find out it's only good for a year when you can buy something else and it's good for 10 years. You know, though, just sitting down and doing a little bit of research, all you men out there, get online, spare a little bit of sleep, get online late at night, and and do a little research on these things. You know, and uh, and, and and formulate a plan. You got to formulate your plan first. Don't just rush into it. If you formulate a plan, this is the most important. Prioritize what needs to be taken care of now. Your most the needs that you know like. Right now, we don't have a lot of groceries. That needs to be your number one focus. Okay, you know, now after groceries, do I have a way to protect my family? Okay, well, then we need to address that next. Do I have enough, you know, uh, uh, supplies as far as, you know, let's say, you know, fuel supplies? If the, you know, we, here at my home, we have, you know, natural gas, so I'm not super worried about that. But even that, that's actually, actually, I kind of brought that up because a lot of people don't know this. I have a buddy of mine that actually, he, he's one of the, uh, the managers for the uh for the gas company that produces the gas it actually gives all of north texas the gas and uh we were talking one day and he goes you know Joey, because we actually came within 24 hours of running out of gas i was like wow he goes what would you have done i'm like well i had multiple propane tanks on hand so we would have been okay for a little while you know and uh you know a lot of people a lot of people did, i bet a lot of people didn't know that you know but we actually came within 24 hours within a day of actually tapping out our gas supply here in north texas yeah, that'd been a bigger story. Uh, well, and this NASA story, it's, it's something that didn't get covered in the media. Yeah. You know, I didn't get any type of coverage in the media. And also, this is stuff that you're not going to want to post on Facebook or Twitter that you're doing this. Or I, I would say knowing your neighbors, but not telling the whole neighborhood unless you know them real well, just yes. in case they come after you. Yeah. So fortunately, in my position, is uh, I have a... Uh, I have a uh, a tactical police officer that's a, that's a neighbor. I have a, a fire marshal that lives down the street. So my situation is kind of ideal. I have a lot of uh, officers, and actually in my neighborhood we have a, a small uh, police station where they where they where they come out of. You know when they go on and off shift right up the street. You know so, but just knowing again, you know knowing your neighbors. You know getting to know your neighbors. If you get to know your neighbors, eventually you know you can kind of ask you know soft questions to kind of see what, what their mindset is and if you find that you have a similar mindset that's something that you should explore and, and create those networks you know i have a good network of men that i talk to i trust um i actually had one of them out here about a year ago and i was like you know i always dream about putting a pool in my backyard and i said you know what raised beds we're growing we're gonna start growing some food you know and that's what we're doing actually the meal i had last night i had some uh had a salad and a couple weeks ago i had another i had a I had some more food that was actually produced right here from our own garden you know and it uh, didn't cost me anything except for the price of the seeds you know and uh, i have my own herbs 
and and learning how to to create those networks for hey if things go bad you know maybe my neighbor has more water than i do and if you know but maybe he doesn't have you know lettuce or greens or something like that or herbs and you can learn to trade and barter you know uh, um you know, again, you know, here in Texas, different parts of the country, you know, um, network, get to know um, one of your local farmers, you know, get to know a local farmer, you know, not one of these big conglomerates, you know, but a local farmer that produces beef, you know, lamb, goats, pigs, you know, turkeys, chickens, whatever, you know, if you can own chickens, own chickens, you know, have that source of eggs, you know, or, or at least know people where you can do that and you can learn to trade and barter. And, um, you know, again, precious metals. Can't yep. say enough about those. Yeah, I mean, when you said the chickens, uh, Corbett did a video on uh, how to pick the right chicken. And he brought mm -hmm. in a guy, I can't remember the guy's name, but he went over all these styles of chickens, depending on the location of you are in the in the union, really. If you live in this area, this chicken works better. If you want this, do you want meat? Do you want eggs? So it's not just the idea of, hey, I need to get chickens and buy whatever chicken comes up to your house. You got to get the right type of chicken. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to get the right kind of chicken. And then, uh, you know, you have to look at the, uh, you know, for me is one of the things that we've been looking at is, is investing in land. You know, here in Texas, um, there's different ranches that over time, you know, the, the owners die, the kids don't want the big ranch. So uh, you can actually buy, you know, 15 acres, 20 acres, 50, 100 acres. And uh, I know at least here in Texas, you know, they actually have a, like owner finance, like where you can literally not have to run your credit. There's no qualifications. You put 5% down. You can buy 20, 25 acres for $80,000, and you can make monthly payments on it, you know? And uh, that's something you could look at doing. You know, hey, you can go in with a buddy. Hey, you know, let's let's split it, and if something happens, we have a location we can come to that's ours, and we could live here in the event that it ever got to that point. You could do that. Yeah, with that idea, if Texas ever decides to leave the union, uh, I'll be there for that one. Uh, because I'm in a rental right now, so it pains me that I don't have any land. It's just a rental house, but uh, I want to have the garden in back. I want to be able to grow the own food, chickens in the back, but I, I can't even dig a hole right now. It drives me batty. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and really also, you know, some of the things we look at is what are the best methods of farming or producing food on your own land that are the most efficient? You know, and uh, for me, you know, again, we probably cover this a little bit more detail in another video, but, you know, the Joe Salatan, you know, you can look up his videos on YouTube. Joe Salatan is a guy that has, um, he can take, you know, there was a, he, there was a guy that actually had, um, he started out with just a few pigs and he, he actually went to a farmer and was like, Hey, you know, can I lease, you know, 10 acres from you? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. He pays him like just pennies, you know, on these, on this acreage he leases the land from him and he moves, he broke up the 10 acres into five and five, you know, there's five sectors and five sectors. And he moves those pigs from place to place. And by the time they make two rotations, those pigs are ready to go off slaughter, you know, and that's 10 acres. You know, there was a guy that used his, his, uh, that used his program and he bought a 10 acre homestead. The guy raises successfully chickens, duck, turkeys, pigs, cows on 10 acres you know these these are the things again if you apply yourself to it and it's you know again this is um you know if you ever want to get for me personally i want to get and and I, a lot of my friends agree with this guys that i served in the military with was i'm kind of getting that itch to get out of the cities you know and you know i want to get out of the city get away from things 
And uh, it's just, it's getting too hostile. You're actually right up the road. I don't know if you saw it on, on YouTube this weekend here in, in Plano, Texas. There was a, a group of BLM people that blocked one of the roadways. That's, you know, not far from my home. You know, I actually shop in that area. And, uh, you know, that's, 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 this is Plano, Texas. Plano, Plano, that particular zip code is a very affluent zip. It's one of the wealthiest zip codes in the United States. And it was often considered a very conservative area. So the, the, it was very surprising for me even that the police didn't do what I thought they should have done. Yeah, it's amazing when you were younger, you want to live in the big city, but now you couldn't pay me to live in the city. I don't even want to step foot in a city, much less live I, in it. I have a five to eight year plan to no longer live here in the city. That's me personally. I understand that. Uh, what are some uh, websites people can uh, look up to to study the idea more? Um, so my Patriot Supply, again, that, that's my that's the, that's the resource that I've used the most, um, you know, again, on, on YouTube, you know, Joe Salatan, as far as, you know, growing food, uh, growing um, animals, um, doing those sorts of things. Um, you know, you can go to uh, various, uh, uh, oh, goodness, and it, it, it's, it's escaping my mind now. There's there's a great website. I have to give it to you. You can link it. Link that's right. Yeah, it, send um, me some links. I'll put in the show notes I'm for people. That we can go, uh, I haven't saved them on my computer. I don't have them memorized by heart. But just, you know, it's, it's been such a long time since I've actually gone to these websites because, again, I've been in this mindset for a really long time. And uh, so it's, you know, for me, it's just a. Uh, it's kind of second nature. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's part of who I am. You know, I, I do it without even thinking about it. I understand. Uh, Joey, appreciate the insight and uh, for this. And uh, you have any questions out there, just drop it below in the comments section. We'll take a look and uh, maybe we'll do a follow-up on a Q and a type deal where we'll come up with another topic to get a dive a little bit deeper. Cause obviously we just touched the top of the iceberg on the this. Very, the very, the very surface. We just barely touched it. And I said, I'd love to go even more into detail on this. And uh, I'll get, I'll get a copy of that list of the, of the, uh, I'll get you a copy of the website that I use that has in detail, like the shelf life, these different foods and stuff. And uh, like I said, just, just take responsibility, do your stuff, you know, do, do what you're supposed to do as a father, as a husband, as a man, and make sure your family's taken care of. Amen to that. Joey, appreciate it, bud. I appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me.